Hello. Hello. Industry. 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 Hello and welcome back to Industry Tactics. Your loyal host, Friendly Rich, here. And thank you to everybody who's been checking out my new record, Man Out of Time. Can't tell you how much I appreciate the support. Seeing you out at our live shows has been really exciting. So thank you. Um, if you're uh, in the New Orleans area, this the next coming couple of weeks, I'll be doing a residency at the Happy Land Theater. And I hope to see you there. Check FriendlyRich.com for all of my live show dates. And, uh, and order that record if you haven't. It ships internationally from my band camp. Um, on the podcast today, Nobu Edelman, episode 164. We get into it. We talk about his first band. We talk about his solo project, Mr. Nobu. Uh, him coming up on CBC, on Zed, and uh, just a bunch of... Th- we talk about rejection, which is really, um, I think, always an exciting topic to, to kind of unpack, you know? The art of taking rejection and giving it... Um, and of course, we talk about his um, amazing career um, creating and honing the choir, the very unique and one-of-a-kind choir, choir, choir project. So without further ado, this is my conversation with Nobu Edelman. Enjoy. Entering, uh, we're entering, we're fine tuning it here. Oh, we're fine tuning it here. We're with no feel like straws. Yeah, like they're too light. Oh, they're too this expensive. Is this is like um, when cell phones first came out, and the flip phone, the instinct was to go smaller. Yeah, and they were the size of a Q-tip. You're, they were you're so, great. They were so light. You can't hear yourself. No, I don't want to hear myself. So I'm good. tired of myself. But they I'm were tired so of myself. That's the name of the episode. That's the title yeah. of the episode. With I'm, I'm tired of myself. Welcome to I'm tired of myself with Nobu <laughs> Edelman. Have we rebranded your podcast already? Kind of. We should. It needs to punch up. Um, welcome. Thank welcome. you. Thanks Thank for you. thanks for doing this. You've been on my list for years, man. Years. Thank you. It Kept was, running into you, going, yes. "We got to do this. We got to do this." Finally, we're doing it. Good for us. It's been so long since I've seen you yeah. that you look like Rich Marcella, but I'm just. Like I'm just getting used I'm to the to like hiding, the, yes. the updated the, yeah. the the newest model. Yeah, rebrand, yeah. rebranded. I, went, I, I saw a branding company. I've right. updated the app. Yeah, and there you are. There you are. Great. Whoa. 
Do you give a shit about stuff like that? Branding? Um, when it comes to your career, I, your life? I don't give a shit about anything that um, has to be branded. Okay. You know, but I think that we're branding and rebranding all the time in many different ways. I don't like the tote way... Tote bags. Put tote bags. Yeah, I don't like the way that um, branding has come into, like, branding the individual and all that kind of stuff. And I see the freedom in all of it, but mm-hmm. just that the, the speak, the business speak, mm-hmm. uh, kind of bothers me. But, um, but yeah, like, do I like social media? No. But am I on it all the time to get the word out? Yes. Yeah. Do I also have fun on it? Yes. And yeah. that's branding. Like yeah. the whole framework is branding. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Branding is like, it's all part of it, right? It's like, yeah, I don't know. You have lived a already, I don't know how old you are, but a, a storied life, man. Mm. Do you want to guess how old I am? Okay, okay, I'm really bad at it. You know what? I was thinking about this on the drive over. It's like, we're all good at something, mm-hmm. right? I'm something. At we're this. all good at something insignificant, and I'm yeah. really good at guessing people's ages. You go first. Um, I put you. See, You're you got a beard. The beard's gonna like mess white you guys up. with beards. Like yeah, it's just it's like mess it, it messes you up, you up right? Here we go, here we so go. I, I don't know. Like, but you've been around a long time too. There we go. I think we're contemporaries. I'm gonna put you. You're the snake. Uh, I, <laughs> I think I think you're. Around, I think you're 52. Holy shit! Fucking a, you suck. You're really bad at this. What are you, uh, 47? Closer. Yeah, okay, you're 45. 43. Oh, fuck you. Okay. That's great. You that know what? really you good. You know what? The thing is, is that you're hard to pin because you've been around a long time. I was getting into strip joints in Montreal. I did the math on this. This is really bad. When was the riot in... Um, Which one? Can we do this? Let's Google the... Wasn't 1972? The, when was the riot when, when Headfield... Headfield Montreal riot. Watch this. What year is that? I don't know. Uh, hold on, hold on. I gotta Google this. Hatfield. God, you're 45. You Montreal. You riot. look. You look older. <laughs> Here it is. I know. Well, the beard doesn't help. Hatfield James James Hatfield, 1992. Okay, so what's 77? I'm born in 77. Minus 92. I can't do the math. 77, 87 is 10. I'm 10. 87 to 97. It's 15. I'm 15. Okay. I was, and 15 were, I was 15 when I went to my first strip, strip club in Montreal. Okay. Too. Yeah, Montreal Super Montreal. Sex was the name of the club. And we saw Jim Martin. I think from, I saw you there. Yeah. We saw Jim Martin and, and Matt Sorum. Jim Martin from Faith No More and Matt Sorum from Guns N' Roses with a table full of beers. And we were like, oh, the Guns N' Roses Metallica Faith No More tour is coming through tomorrow. Wow. These guys are partnering. It was like late. And we're like, we should go to that concert. And James Hadfield got scorched. Axel and and like they had to cancel the Metallica set. No way. Mon, uh, Axel might have played two songs and then his voice was fucked and he walked off the stage. Wow. I, I gotta stop swearing on this podcast because I have to edit them all. We're out excited now. to see each other. I think that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, the energy's exuding. The, the, it is. Anyway, it was a dynamite riot. That's amazing. I was fifteen. That's well, really okay, cool. and now let me guess your well, you age. Know, I was, no, I was also gonna say was that another reason why I think you're older. It's because you've been running the community music, whatever you're calling it now, right? Yeah. Regent Park School of Music, as far as yeah. I knew it before, yeah. 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 for such yeah. a long time. And it's very unusual yeah. in Canada Here we go. Uh, for 
people to be running entire like organizations at a younger age. Mm. And you've been here for quite a while. Yeah, 13, and in the states, 13. you run into it all the time. I remember going to okay. Sundance, volunteering okay. in the press office one year, yeah. and the guy running the press office was 27 years old, uh, right? And I was like, yeah. "This is a very positive side to America. It's just like yeah, yeah. the cream rises, and yeah, it doesn't matter yeah. how old you are." Sort of yeah, thing. Whereas in Canada, point. it's like people point. who are like 72 years old are running like yeah, running yeah, organizations. Yeah. You're like finally when, appointed. You know, it's like right? when I'm like you know 59 <laughs> years old, and I'm finally getting uh, you know the opportunity to like apply for these jobs or whatever. Who yeah, knows if that'll yeah, ever happen? But you know, it's like it's just like the problem with Canada. I mean, one of the many. Here I go. You're 49. Thank you. I mean, that's that. You're picking. Did I go on the on the wrong side. No, 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 no. Like I'm 51. I just 51. turned 51. But usually people go 34, 35 for me. But you know more about me. Well, when you said contemporary, that was the only reason. Right. Exactly. But you have lived a story life. Like I don't know. Story doesn't that mean like like scandals? Oh, does it? I don't know. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't mean to go there. I mean, you have stories. Oh, well, I guess I that stories. also points to scandals. You have lived a rich <laughs> artistic life. We'll say that. Thank you. And this is industry tactics. And I want to know kind of like what you've learned along the way. I don't want to know necessarily like I always ask people about their music educations because it, it skews music. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I am interested in that. But I want to learn like you've seen the music industry from a really unique perspective and I'd like to gain your kind of that uh, your your feedback on what you've learned along the way and what you think people would really um, benefit from hearing in terms of like how to do it a little differently oh god I mean I don't I don't know what to say I mean I'm still learning about the music industry Mm -hmm. in many ways in that um you know, I've played in bands and I've put out my own music and, and, um, but it's always up until choir, choir, choir. Yes. You know, and even with choir, 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 like I entered that project the same way I've entered every single other project of my life, like accidentally doing things with friends that turn into my life, like whether it was television stuff or that kind of stuff. So like, you know, like regardless of music or, uh, just entertainment in general, like in general, I, I mean, I just, I just think that it's. You treat it different. No, it's literally. I just do. I've been very lucky. I whatever I've done, not everything I've done, but yeah. the things that I've, I've been able to follow my interests yeah. and do some things that have interested me, uh, things that I would do if nobody was watching or paying attention or whatever. Yeah. And you do them, and then the world tells you whether they think it's important or not, or like important slash like like interesting enough to do it and maybe make some money and and be able to to get paid to do it that's been pretty much everything I've done in my life so I've been incredibly lucky by not worrying about whether something is too good or too bad or too whatever just do it and then and then it'll develop into something because I think the hardest thing in the world is to do anything it's like to find the motivation or find um, find a reason or whatever I think the best reason is there's no reason or there is to entertain your friends or entertain yourself, make yourself laugh, make your small circle of friends laugh, or um, try to seduce them with something. You know, like have you uh, have you felt that when when it translates from the having fun bit with your friends to um, okay, the, there's a business angle here. Like we're actually making money off of this now. How have you navigated that? Uh, yeah, that's like isn't that what they call the, the, the sophomore? Of, yeah. um, 
um, I don't know what, what do they call that when the second a band second album right. and it's like okay right. so you were a little bit of a sensation on a right. local scene right. Right. and then somebody took notice and then you put out something right. uh, and then that was sort of to try to capture that magic now yeah. what do you do yeah. you know it's yeah. like that kind of thing where yeah, the overnight right. success it took 20 years and, and then the script writer has got 30 scripts just yeah. in a drawer somewhere because nobody yeah. would pay attention and, and that's what sort of, but if you have nothing there, then huh. what's gonna happen? I remember I was in a band called Rick of the Skins in Halifax. This is like um, later 90s and we put out an album and we had really fun moments. We were getting minor bits of attention, like a review here or there. We opened up mm -hmm. for Sloan once, which was hugely exciting Rick. in Halifax, our largest uh, audience ever. Rick, um, what was it called, Rick? Rick of the Skins, the acronym is ROTS. Um, and- um, Love it. Yeah, we put out a CD in, um, what was it, 99, or maybe we recorded in 99 and put it out in 2000. Wow. And then, like, you know, we kind of fell apart after that, you know? And yeah. it was just because, like, what do you do? And there was all this potential, you know? We could have yeah. jumped on a plane maybe and done a show in London or New York or something like that. There you go. And maybe, maybe we could have done something. But it was so hard because we had to think more about it. And yeah, yeah. everything else leading up to that was feeling. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. It's, it's like, how do you trick yourself into just staying in that place, right? Like the best things I think I've done have been done because of that, again, that sample size, doing something for your friends, you yeah, know? Yeah. And, and then when I've thought about things too much, um, I become a drag. And like, because the humor kind of gets sucked out of it because you're thinking mm. so much about it. You're trying to be serious and like, I constantly try not to be serious, to, to try to make Great something line. really fun. And, Great line. Um, because I think serious stuff is a bummer. And, yeah. and not to say that, I mean, I love really serious films and documentaries, yeah. but yeah. but if it's it's more about the personality of it all. If it's, you know, you're gonna listen a lot. I just finished a book called On Time and Water. It's, it's this incredible book about the mm. environment mm. and how we are in like just headed for the biggest shit pile and we're inside of this environmental disaster yeah. and nothing is happening and, and how do we take all this love for the planet and how do we, how do we actually make it really an urgent issue? Yeah. You know, and yeah. you look at the environmental movement, and it's so serious, it's so heavy, yeah. it's so yeah. because it needs to be. I yeah. get it, but yeah. this guy wrote a story um, mm. that's that's all wrapped up in family history, mm. um, which his family's from Iceland, and his grandparents um, they loved being outside, and they started the Icelandic Glaciological Society, and they were the wow. first ones to map the the glaciers, wow. and without glaciers, we're fucked. And yeah. um, and then the connection between the glaciers in Iceland and in the Himalayas and like, yeah. you know, it goes, it goes on and on yeah. and on. But throughout the story, he's telling rich, beautiful mm. stories about mm. his family mm. and, um, and about, about, I don't know, t finding pathways to the environment in a way that is so relatable and, so, and, and giving us a reason to care, yeah. you know, and like giving yeah. us poetry and, and okay. talking about how language is important, how, how um, the words that are the siren words right now for the environment are not in our vernacular now. Oh, wow. It took a long time for the words that we use today that have weight and import yeah. and stuff yeah, yeah. to really affect us. Whereas in a hundred years, things like uh, ocean acidification will be like, you'll say yeah. those words and people will like, yeah. hide under a desk because we'll have yeah. lived with it yeah. longer. So yeah. he's like kind of like chewing and pulling apart language. It's not, it's, it's not like he's, it's not like it's, it's lightening the load, right? It, that's not what you're saying. It's not like it's, 
No, he's not making light of anything. Right, right. He's talking about how serious it is, got but it, he's also it, putting it. it through the filter of we're humans. Yeah. Like we have yeah. many different like ways that we show compassion, yeah. and we have to care in different ways. Yeah. And even people on, on the on, at the United Nations level, yeah. they they deliver these reports in monotone right. about just how serious yeah, everything is. Yeah, you should is. be shouting it. And then they but... jump, and then they jump into their cars and drive home. Yeah. And life just continues. It's like okay, well, if that's not working, then yeah. maybe there are other ways to do it. And right. I, I feel like I love that. I, love I that. feel like that's what I'm trying to do. Is like trying to, mm. I don't know. Everything's so serious, but let's have some fun. That's mm. why maybe you know. I mean, I love a dramatic film, but I, I I feel like if you can make a comedy, there you go. You know, then yeah. it's just like yeah. it's, it's it's you lean you lean you lean there, don't you? Comedy. I lean to the ridiculous. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think, and I think that you do too. And, and yeah, of course. And, but the thing of is, course. it's like yeah. you know. Um, you know, when my, my brother and I were doing um, TV work together, yeah. um, maybe, I mean, even on the, we did this game show on CBC and we did Zed, a late night yeah. Um, yeah. CBC thing. Yeah. And it was just like very dry and very funny. Yeah. And, or at least we thought we were trying, we were trying yeah. to be funny. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like when Harold and Maude is your favorite film as a child, uh -huh. like it kind of it, it informs, uh -huh. you know, your 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 kind of your your instincts for okay. humor and that kind of stuff. Okay. And I don't know, like when we first started doing television stuff together, we just looked at people who were so practiced. You could hear, you know, if you watch the news right now yeah. or any time, you know, people out in the field and yeah. you can almost see like them reading, even if they've memorized it yeah. to the end of the page and yeah, then start yeah. the new yeah, line, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah. it's all very practiced. And I, I, I think, I don't know, I, I, listen, you don't have to cut me off because I talk a lot, but also I'm jacked on caffeine. There we go. But I think, Edelman. I think that. <laughs> well, you know what I like about this is that you're touching on your relationship with your brother, your we'll go back to that storied uh, bit there on, on like you've seen, I like the fact that you said that it's all basically the same kind of creativity, whether it be film, television, music. Um, I don't know. I'm just interested in that. The fact that you don't see it too differently. It's all part of oh, the yeah. same. How do you identify? Like when you go to a, when you're at a dinner and you're meeting new people and you say, I'm a, a music guy. I'm I've never really called myself. I've played music my entire life and yeah. I have stuff, but um, I say I'm a professional amateur. Do you feel outsider when it comes to music? I feel outsider when it comes to everything except eating food. Like I feel very inside about food. Um, but I, I don't know, man. Like Isn't that I, interesting? I just feel like I feel like credentials. The, music, yeah, the, the world, the world of credentials. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. listen, like I was having a conversation today about mm. this. Uh, I was it was commented on about how because um, I'm I'm like demoing new songs for a new record, Great. and um, and I was working with my friend Louis Short, who's incredible, and mm -hmm. and we had a, a session yesterday where we we're just kind of working on some stuff. Figuring out a new song, yeah, and he was more at the keyboard, kind of like playing around with something that I had started, you know. And yeah. I felt like I wasn't doing that much, but I was just singing little lines yeah. that were coming to me, yeah. yeah, and stuff. And I was relating this to a friend, and she said, like, she said, it's funny how when you talk about just you've been doing this for so long, whether it's been yeah. music or whatever, yeah. you know, very creative yeah. stuff, yeah, just but you still talk about it as if you're just an amateur, and like, and then right. and then we had a whole conversation about. Like the the science, like the business of cre like credentials, people yeah. who just throw their credentials yeah. around. Yeah. And I was like, uh, Micah Donovan, who I made food jammers with, talked mm. about being a professional amateur. That we were all professional amateurs, I love and that. To, that to me is perfect. And then my friend was just like, well. Probably what you're saying is because I like when my doctor 
or my lawyer, or I don't have a lawyer, but like when I have like people who are sort of professionals, like I have a distrust of people who throw credentials around too much um, as if it's supposed to mean something. And amateur Um, means just that you, you, in the French sense, that you love the stuff. Right, and that you're always learning. And my friend was like, you're just always learning and open to learning. And that's mostly I see that, I see that in your your body of work, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I generally say I'm a professional amateur and right now I'm doing X, you know, like that kind of thing. Thing, okay. You know? And do you have, um, you've been around now long enough to have seen these cycles, the kind of wheel go through and, uh-huh. you know, you're putting out another record now or like working well, on working demoing on, it, right? Yeah, like, I have to, if there are any grant writers out there, I'm looking for somebody to help. There, me there you that. go. Speaking of the creative <laughs> pursuit. I, I feel like grants just land yeah. at your door. Like, don't they? Yeah. Like, just like, you yeah, just that's like, how it works. That's how it works. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. No, I mean, it's cool though. Like you've seen this creative cycle but you still get surprised, right? Like you're still seeing new worlds opening up as an example with choir, 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 which is very exciting to, to, to observe from afar. Like the, the trajectory of that project alone is mm-hmm. like a pillar now in your life, right? Yeah, like for it sure. It sits differently. It's like my full-time job, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah. but I, I'm, always, I'm always often, I, yeah. and I preserve this to some degree, but I'm yeah. naturally kind of like this. My favorite moment as a child going to musicals, theater, films, yeah. or whatever, was the moment when the lights went down yeah. and there's a brief second before the curtain rises or the action starts or the film the projector goes or whatever kind of thing. Mm-hmm. There's a split second when the theater is completely dark and people have, haven't opened up their hard candies yet and like yeah. everything's kind of quiet for a second yeah. and the show's about to begin. Yeah. That's me all the time as an adult. Like That is my purest kind of like this is what, the wonder of the, the yeah. worlds that we're in yeah. is all about. It's like yeah. it's like it's like what's going to happen, wow. you know? Wow. Like yeah. what world is about yeah. to open up and unfold in front yeah. of me? And like I'm also cynical and I'm also like whatever, oh, you yeah. know, sure. so all these things. Sure. But that's why I'm in it. I love this though, the wonder of it all. The like the you, you know, many of us, I'm sure you do too, try to preserve. You use that word preserve. The love, the initial love oh, yeah. of why you got into this in the first place, oh, yeah. right? I think stories are everything. And I How think old were you when you really fell in love with creativity and knew that this was kind of for you? Like, Do you remember those early days? I think that there are many uh, moments that, yeah. that I could pin, you know, like... But my father was an entertainment journalist f- um, for the Toronto Star for 30 years, or 30-plus mm-hmm. years. At one point, he was the editor, but he wasn't very good at, at being the boss. But he had a, he mm-hmm. was a columnist in the, sort of the business of entertainment, and he would go to Cannes Film Festival every right, year. Right. Um, he was the Canadian Bureau Chief of Variety, like, you know, like run out of our basement. Wow. And like, wow. so I was, and my mother. So it was around you from like. Oh, from the day, like, from day yeah, one, right? Yeah. And so my entire family would accompany my father. One of us would be the plus one to any number of film previews. Like we went to you all the film previews. This. and. Yeah. Musicals, theater, every rock shows, you know, everything. And, and even later in life, my father, you know, he'd like, I went to see Paul McCartney with him and I went yeah. to see the Rolling uh-huh. Stones with him. And I went, you know, I just, so, you know, I was a baby at Mariposa uh, Folk Festival. I was, you know, kind of like, I, I, I remember falling asleep and being, you know, being half asleep, being carried out of theaters when yeah. I was, so it, it's hard to tell exactly when. Yeah. But I, I just grew up around it. And, you know, my, my, you know, my father would bring home yeah. like people for dinner like yeah. W.O. Mitchell was a family friend it's like people wow. like who were heavyweights in the yeah. industry and friends and so like I do remember when I was 18 years old I think I'd come back I was living in Japan for a year yeah. and I came back and I, I was hanging out with a couple of family friends and um, I had enrolled in 
um, Dalhousie University and I was, you know, like very headed towards my theater degree and, you know, doing stuff at CKDU, the radio station there. And cool. I remember having a conversation with them and they were like, they'd seen me grow up and, and I think that they they kind of saw me as a peer for the first time, yeah. you know, because they realized like yeah. I was going to be going into it. So that was definitely a moment. But like coming yeah. home and my mother would be playing shamisen, wearing yeah. wearing like there a kimono on the third floor of our house and just like, just like, you know, I, I, it was all around me, like, and and so culturally diverse too. So, oh, that's amazing. I, I don't think I really. It's like I just was born into it. Your parents yeah. sound really um, beautiful and just influential on who who you are, right? Like, I just I I don't know how to. There's not really a question there. Just more of a like, they loom large in your life. It seems. Yeah, my dad died. It'll be the 18th year this year so he already died, it's been yeah 18 years. he wow. died two weeks shy of his 69th birthday which really wow. sucked um wow. because Man. you know there's a lot of moments that i shared with him getting into the industry that were really great and then yeah. so yeah. whenever anything significant happens i'm pretty yeah. sad i didn't mm. i don't get to share that with him mm. um but um mm. But yeah, it was kind of effortless. Is your, is your mom still? Yeah, my mother's around. Yeah, yeah she yeah. turns eighty-four this year. Oh, wonderful! It's 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 yeah. It's but there was like, yeah, I don't know. There was, hmm. there was something there that, um, what I really appreciate is that, um, my father especially though my mother as well yeah was like he lived, he could have. I found out later on in life that he was offered Variety offered him a full-time job in New York City. Okay. Right? And he refused because he wanted to be in Canada. He wow. wanted to cover wow. Canadian artists. Wow. You wow. know, it's like he was so committed and he was wow. my my father was an odd amazing guy and sounds um, like it. Yeah. And and he he was an odd guy. Yeah. And but he was so yeah. like there was just no question his dedication to mm. the arts and the artists in this country. Mm. But arts in general and so when you grow up with that like you don't have a crisis. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I come from a mixed background. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it, a lot of kids who come from, let's say, you know, some friends of mine who, who both parents maybe are from Asia, somewhere in Asia or somewhere outside yeah. of Canada. Yeah. Um, uh, there's more pressure. You know, the families have come here. They're not as integrated. Yeah. Um, and there's that classic pressure of you have to be a lawyer or a doctor right. or all right. these things. Right. I never had that. I never had a career conversation okay. with my parents. Okay. They, I just... Really? Just, like yeah, at one point when I was like making zero money, yeah. you know, eating rice and yeah. and whatever, and working for my friend's puppet company, uh, the Grogs, as we, as we do, as we do yeah. uh, straight out of university, cool. um, and you know, it was pretty um, fly by night. You yeah. know, even though they were making great stuff for YTV and doing all kinds of great stuff, yeah, 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 um, yeah. I wasn't getting paid very much money. And my father was like, maybe you should get a. A different job in the industry, yeah. you know. It's like, but it was always yeah. still in the industry, yeah. you know. Yeah, uh, incredibly supportive and love it, love it. Yeah, love it. It was great. Well, that shines through in your work, like that really does. It resonates, right? Like that. I think that's really important, right? Like that's kind of make or break for a lot of artists. I think is how they come into it and how they kind of learn how to navigate it and not get crushed by it. I think yeah. you need some of those. Some of those tools come from, many of those tools don't come from school, like formal education. Right. They come from, like, your the fabric of who you are, what you were around uh, those early days. So this sounds like it's an important factor in, in, in defining who you are and, and how you, you go about it now. Um, well, I think it was normal know? and it yeah. was exciting. Normal. And it was elevated. Yeah. There you go. And, That's uh, a good word. But yeah. I learned, like... I learned such an incredible amount um, uh, 
working on my the first big television series that I worked on as yeah. an office production assistant was called Emily of New Moon. That was aired on CBC, okay. shot on Prince of Rhode Island, oh, um, yeah. which is like my spiritual home yeah. or my place that, that I. You, you were. You I were, was born and raised in Toronto, but I used to go to PEI every summer. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So you do a lot of time out there still, eh? Yeah, it's it's like the best for me. It's just like it's I have a whole other like life there, and yeah, and it's just yeah. a dream place for me. Good for you. Um, but being like lo- the lowest level on on a huge television show. Yeah. Um, was incredibly informative to how the big world of entertainment works. Yeah, yeah. And what I realized first and foremost at the very beginning of it was that lo- uh, any job you have yeah. essentially is human psychology. Like it, it's well it's just it. dealing well with people. Isn't and it? and yeah. every single job I've had yeah. has felt some you know like lesser and 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 more like fuller degrees um but it's like it's like um whatever that world is is like uh, a municipal government and you have to lobby and you have to make allegiances and you have to figure out some common goals get some people on your side make something happen yeah you know it's yeah. like on every level and then try to keep everybody happy but are you, realize are, you, are, know, you, are you are you good at that are you like i'm could, pretty, could, could, pretty like, good at that. could you pivot to like nobu in parliament like early days, early days of choir, a woman came up to me at yeah. one of our sessions and asked me if I would run for the Green Party. Yeah. And I was just like, uh, I, I don't think so. I think that that the truly like yeah. obviously community good is is important. Yeah. yeah. But I think I can do better work outside of politics. No, 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 for and, sure. And also, sure. I feel like you do it for the pension. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you, you're, you're chock full of great one liners today. And that's that's a great one. Um, let's listen to some of your music from your uh, your, your first solo. Was that your first solo album? The Tavi. 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 That's my second. I mean, second. the first one I did independently and put out on CDs and stuff. Well, let's like, play something. Let's play something. Do you want to play something from Sh- that? Chef's Choice. From that, from that one? Do you want to play some of that one? Or do you want to play something from Tavi? Whatever. What, I mean. Will you play whatever you want to play. I, I don't care. Do, I want to I don't, do. I'm interested. No one's talked about my record. I would have so. done like, um, I would have done like uh, that early band that, that did the, the, the Rots. Rots, Rick of the Skins. Rick of the Skins. Well, there's some news for Rick of the Skins. Do you have like, some news. The, would that be fun to play some? For Rick sure. Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear some, news. some 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 rots? I, I think it's on you, Spotify. Okay, um, if I can grab it from you some at some point. Okay, so the the, the CD we released was called "Here Comes the Weekend." Okay, and um, I mean I could talk a lot about this band, but um, I I I want to play a song. God, you, what you want me on vocals or somebody else on you vocals? You on vocals? Okay, yeah. So a song called "Here Comes the Weekend." It's Love very it. short. Okay, and it's it's my it's it's what I sounded like in 1998. Here it comes now. Here comes the weekend.
So that's a young you singing, a kid with yeah. a dream. That yeah. was one of your first bands. That was one of my first bands. The How very exciting. first. Yeah, it was great. Halifax was amazing. Halifax, and that's where you went. You went to Dalhousie. Yeah. I what learned, did you study? What I, was your a, a theater? I was a theater major. Okay. And I was going to say earlier yeah. that that that's, that's another cool. that's another thing. It's like it, it, for this whatever life that I'm living, and yeah. and it's like it's just basically ninety eight percent rejection and two percent you get to do what you're going to do, right? Wow. And so if you want to get really comfortable with the rejection, yeah. just go to theater school. I mean, I, I would parlay that into m music or any of the arts. Let's mm -hmm. talk about rejection, though. Chapter two. <laughs> what's what's the most like? What's the biggest humiliation you've ever experienced? Stopped at the border um, in 1998 when you released that record. I was going to go work for the residents, my heroes. Mm. They, they had they had they had they had agreed that I was going to work for a Happy Meal a day. I basically, <laughs> I got to get into my old Hotmail account because I have all these back and forths with wow. them. And then they stopped me at the border because I was a total whack job. And you I didn't get stopped at the border for being a whack job. It was pre nine eleven, and yes. And did I got you have banned. A, did you have phone. a Do you have a record or anything like that? I mean, like you look like somebody who has a record. I I basically had all my belongings. I was going to San oh, Francisco. Oh, you were just a dummy about it. Like, like I was a dummy about it. Right. Like you could, totally. You like I stood out, and they threw me on my way, and they threw me out, and and uh, it was a bad rejection for me, but it put me on my path. Like I landed the Tom Green thing after. Like right. I, I don't think any of that stuff would have happened. It's very. For me, rejection is one thing. It tells me, like, it sucks in the moment, and then you appreciate it so much more. It's like a fine, like, Italian, uh, like, sour or something like that. Like, something that's just like, ooh, this doesn't taste good going down, but you, so it somehow makes sense after. That was a terrible, sorry, you went with me. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for that. It, it stings, right? It sucks. It yeah. was so painful. I didn't know what to do because all my energy was going to San Francisco. I was going to tour with them. I was going to find out who they were under the eyeballs, like the whole bit. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a drag. Listen to episode number uh, 162, dear listeners, my interview with Homer Flynn from The Residence. Wow. Uh, from the Cryptic Corporation. Pardon my French. Um <laughs> You know what? It all makes sense. You just got to wait 20 or 30 years sometimes. Right. That's the long burn for me that, that really I love about yeah. this work and these connections. Yeah. They make sense the longer you need the dough. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, 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 I like to say at choir where we get non-singers to sing and, yeah. you yeah. know, songs. And I was just like, it takes a while to warm the crowd up. And yeah. and then, you know, sometimes we're in rooms where people are really, really timid. And I just say, like, listen, like, life is just one long series of embarrassments. We might as well just get over this one as quick as possible because it's not going to be, it's not going to hurt as much the second time around, so, you know? So good. Like, some of my biggest rejection moments have been, you know, I've done acting in my life. And yeah. acting is... I think one of the hardest things to do, writing is also very hard, but yeah. at least you can do it in isolation and not, not it's not like everything you in, write in is being, yeah. is being projected yeah. onto a screen right. where everyone can see it, you know? Right. Um, right. And I used to go out for commercials and I remember this one audition where I was like, it was like 15 bros all wearing like, you know, skinny jeans and yeah. black shirts and ball caps, 15 of them, like yeah. all there. And I was like, I was supposed to be like this nervous, sweaty, like bank manager or something like that. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I got through half of it and, you know, and my girlfriend, my girlfriend at the time was like, um, oh, nervous and sweaty. That is perfect casting for you. And it, halfway through, oh my God. I, I was just like, the energy was so messed up and I'm not yeah. like, 
I can act, but you know, like it's hard. It's really yeah, yeah. hard to act. Yeah. Uh, I would not call yeah. myself a great actor, but I, I try. And um, halfway through, I, just, I, looked, I looked at all of them. And I was like, fuck it. And I just walked out. Like the lowest feeling, you know, because then you walk yeah. out and there's yeah. a room full of people yeah. waiting. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. there's that energy yeah. where everybody yeah. is trying to be their best selves, yeah. but nobody is their best selves. Like it's just a whole bunch of just clenched anuses. And it's just like everyone's freaking out. It's just really wild energy. So, like, yeah, like that type of thing is so humiliating, you know. And then theater school. I mean, like, I just like almost every day was a humiliation. But it was, but it was what, fun because it doesn't matter. What do you carry forward from those kind of rejections? So, like, what do you look back on now and go, yeah, that, or was it just painful and it sucked and it continues to suck as you look back? No, on it's it? like it, you can laugh at yourself and you can, yeah. you can, you just know that every single person. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. And every single person you see out there yeah. um, has had to come up in some way right. and has to... They're figuring it out. They're too. figuring it out, too. There yeah. was a, an incredible actor who I met uh-huh. on the set of Emily of New Moon named uh-huh. Wayne Robson. He was okay. a Canadian acting that legend. really familiar. And he was on all over the TV, but he was... Um, he was in Popeye yeah. and uh, really? Altman. He was in two Altman films, right? Sick. And one, one, one night, I'm, I drive him from Summerside to Charlottetown because okay. we were shooting in Charlottetown. Yeah. And it got sn- snowed in. So yeah. we just ended up having dinner and hanging out. And he's just regaling me with stories about being on the set of yeah. Popeye and like what Altman films were like. And I, love I was it. like, it was just like a traveling circus. I love it. That would just I love like, it. if you had two days on the shoot or if you had uh, the whole year or whatever you were on the shoot. Everybody lived on set, yeah, and right, and and then yeah, Altman yeah. would make birthday videos for people like on film, like just crazy. Despite shooting this feature film, like it sounded so great, and it's like you hear stories like that. It's like why? So would, he lived there. He was in part, that city. He was in, part, was yeah. it Greece or, or I can't remember where it was. Like, yeah, I, I heard stories that it was like a, an entire village yeah. that basically still exists today as. Really, like some people never village. left. It's like a tourist thing. <laughs> I wonder if they never left, but I know it became a thing. So I fell That's in love cool. with Wayne Robson. Oh, cool. Um, and, and then one day, my brother and I are are producing something at CBC. Nah. Um, and we, Here we go. we're doing auditions, and Wayne Robson walks in, right? Yeah. And I just want to, like, I just want to give the guy a hug. I haven't right. seen him for like right. Uh, right. you know fifteen right. years or whatever right. it was. Right. 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 Um, but he's worked on his thing, like, and he's nervous. And he went in, and he didn't he came in, and you didn't do a great audition. Yeah. And it's just like, like, like. What and, do I, I do? And, and I was just like, it is all people in it, the it's end. It's just, it? yes, it's just yes. like here's this guy who's so schooled, who's so good. Yeah. Who just didn't do th- th- that day was not his best day out, you know. But he has got. I watched him act on the show that I was working on. I have seen him in the films. Like, so what did you do? You know, what did I do? Did you bring him in? Oh, no, he was part of a casting. Like he, his agents put him forward, and so he came in. Like it was. Was it he rejected though? He he didn't get chosen for the oh, role. You know, interesting. Um, and that must I was been difficult. And I wasn't you. able to kind of like yeah. Yeah. pop out and 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 chat with him. So there's Different getting context. getting rejected, yeah. and then there's there's Popeye the Sailorman. You're when you're what the hell am I talking about? Sorry. There's getting rejected, and then there's delivering the rejection, right? Yeah. And each very difficult to do. Yeah. To do one like to, to give rejection to, to to hurt someone in a way. Is it is a painful thing? You know, you're causing some kind of a a moment there, but sometimes it it ain't as bad as you might think. It's not all negative, I don't think, right? I once got so I you're did. nudging people on well, their way in you, a way, right? Like it's. Well, I think. I mean, I, I've learned. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, you learn a lot from rejection. Yes, you also don't yes. learn a lot from rejection. I've been rejected from from government grants where I'm like, what, what? is the instruction here? Like, I don't yeah. I don't understand. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah. One time. 
I auditioned and got the role mm. to be in um what's his name um oh one second here you know what I'm gonna tell the story later I, I have to I can't remember okay. all the details okay 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 I want to ask you a question though let's um I want to ask you about um and remember that that question that that yeah, story yeah, yeah. if you you can remember it yeah, where, yeah. where you were going I, yeah I'm gonna it, remember it it had someone he's walking around the room now for ladies and gents friends. We don't know what he's doing. He's going into his bag. This is awesome. Uh, I wanted to ask you about this. Your experience with choir, choir, choir. Yep. You've like done some really intense stuff with them. With, uh, guest artists coming on stage, the likes of we know who, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, do you get stronger with everyone? Like. I assume there's a, a, a little bit of still nerves and anxiety around, like, oh, my God, like David Byrne, what? But the, I find in, in, in music making and all of this that we do that you kind of – I have that theory that you get stronger with each one because you've you've got all that behind you now. Mm-hmm. And, and you're like, you've lived that. You've kind of th- – does that track with you? I think yeah, it definitely does. Um, to the point where now you're like, this balloon is really like taken off. Like, now what? Right? Like, it's amazing. Yeah, I, I will. Well, thank you. I will say that for all the different performance things I've done in my life, hmm. the the one. I mean, we've been doing choir now for this is just we just passed our twelfth birthday. You know, okay. and obviously we had that's these, remarkable. It's remarkable. wild to me, and and there was obviously a huge interruption. Though we did do stuff online during the pandemic, okay, but it wasn't the same, okay. Um, but you know, twelve years of shows, um, yeah. and yeah. it's very live. You know, I, I mean, I like the project for many other reasons because it, it, I have a very um, I bounce around in my, I like to edit, I like to produce, I like to, but as a performer, it's like being on stage, what ended up being sometimes five nights a week, you know, touring and doing stuff, you know, coming back to Toronto and doing the weeklies and stuff. Um, You have to do the thing, which is any great actor is an amazing listener. And if you're not listening, you're missing 75 to 95% of the moment, right? Right. And and so... Because our shows are all about, like, they're totally unscripted, though, you know, of course, we have our things that we go to that we know, um, but it requires, like, if the whole room is the show. And so we have to be listening to what's happening in the room. Otherwise, we can't incorporate it onto the stage or I can't jump out into the crowd and start talking to somebody if we're not listening. And lots gets missed. But um, being able to do thousands of shows like that yeah. just makes you more of a confident performer, special guest or not, you know? Right, right, um, right, right, right. And then, right. And then it's over... A t- it's a toolkit. Absolutely. Yeah. And and it makes you more confident yeah. um, to jump onto a stage. Like, what we do, I think, is chaos. And it's it's like most people would not be into doing what we do. We jump right. on stage with just right. a, like right. David plays guitar yeah. and sings and I yeah. I wave my arms around and yeah. sing and, yeah. and engage with the crowd. We really start with nothing. I mean we're armed with these amazing yeah. songs that we're gonna yeah. sing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's 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 kinda like That's the concept. It's you know, it's, so it's, simple. I mean right? it's like uh, Which is great. You know, watching stand up comics, it's just right. a microphone right. and a light right. and a stool right. and like right. whatever. Right. And it's like right. that to me is nuts. Like why would anybody put themselves up for that kind of torture? Right. So doing it over and over and over and over again, now it feels normal to some degree. Yeah, and, yes. And then you add the special guests into it and um That was that was a relatively new like 
What, who was the first special guest? The first special guests were Chris Murphy and Jay Ferguson from Sloan. Okay. And they Full came, circle. Yeah, exactly. Um, they've they've been Sloan has been a huge part of my life since since the beginning. Yeah. Like I was at their second show in Halifax. Wow, wow. I was working as part of the radio station CKU. Isn't that special? And, I love that. And then that. they were the first. So I had a food show on the Food yeah. Network for for a few years. Okay, and, I remember that. And we had like three hundred songs over the course of 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 three seasons. Yeah. that we licensed. Yeah. And Sloan was the first band to give us a song. Look at this. Um, Look and at like. This. Um, they've been so supportive of everything cool. like that I've done. Really and, cool. And, and re- really, you know, amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's special. And they just put out a wicked album. Yeah, yeah. Just like yeah, yeah. 30 years later, they're yeah. still doing it. Don't they're, you they're love this? hugely inspiring. Right on, right on, right on. How did you meet David? Uh, David what was, did you guys... Um, he was, did you ever know the, the place in Toronto, Aunties and Uncles? It's closed down now. It's a brunch, it was a brunch no. spot on Lippincott at college. Okay, okay. And, you know, one of those sort of 9 to 3 p.m. kind of places. Yeah. The menu never changed. The food was always solid. Yeah. Uh, you walked in there, music, great music was always playing. You'd always see friends of yours there. Yeah. Traveling musicians would come through town. Then it became very popular throughout the city. Okay. Uh, David worked there for 15 years, and he mm. was mm. exactly the same person he's on stage at Choir, 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 but he was... You know, he was like just the manager waiter there, okay, and okay, okay. singing songs and making really, fun of people, really? yeah, and yeah. so he was kind of a local character. So we all knew him from yeah. around, and then, um, and then he just it, it kind of just landed, eh? Well, so I love this. It was so Matt Murphy from, from Super Friends and yeah. Flashing Lights, and now Tons, yeah, yeah, uh, the band with Chris yeah. Murphy and Mike O'Neill. Right. Um, he he was turning 40 and it was a surprise birthday for him so we were asked i was asked to put together a choir my friend amanda burt and i were asked to put together a choir because i came back from halifax oh. from this huge um musical artistic community that i had there yeah, yeah, yeah. after living there for on and off for 10 years and i was by myself now creatively yeah. I, I started recording as mr nobu and put out an album and when i played live I had this thing called Mr. Nobu and his choir of a thousand voices. So I created uh-huh. this idea of a choir to, to not feel as lonely, there you know. You and like it'd be like four or five singers, but it was just like I, that was the I concept, pretended though. that they were a thousand singers to not feel as lonely. Yes, and, and look at us today, exactly. Jeez. Now wow. we're two, uh, and um, and so Amanda and I, you know, would joke about like the scheme. You know, I feel I feel like. You have to kind of envision these things, and like you, you create, you create an alter ego in some ways, yeah, and, then, yeah. and then either you it becomes you or yeah. or not. And yeah, so yeah. we just our choir project just was us making names for choirs, like what would we call it, sort of thing. Sure. So then we at, we got asked to do this a choir for Matt's surprise birthday. Yeah. Amanda asked David to play guitar. Okay. He showed up in my kitchen, and then it kind of just took off from there. I mean, it still took two years for us to do anything, but that was the that was the first time I'd ever hung out with him outside, okay. of. Okay. The restaurant sounds very organic. Though the whole, yeah. I love these musicians or characters that just come into our lives, and you can track it like that. And then just the web of fun and good times and love and joy that all that stuff that comes from it. Well, there was no stakes. There was no stakes except to honor our friend. Yeah, you know, and, there you and go. list our friends to there you go. to send love to our other good friends. rules to start by. And yeah. and yeah, you you gotta wonder. It's like man, if that. If that joint didn't uh, exist, would you have ever met or none of this happens? You know what I mean? Like just absolutely. That that stuff's fascinating. But it let's is wild. not get too like I mean, uh, who knows, right? metaphysical about it. Yeah, we're it, here. We're here. 
I'm thankful. But the thing is, is that we did this project, and yeah. you know, for this, this this event, it wasn't even a project. We just this yeah. thing one time. Yeah. Um, and you know, a lot of people who were there really enjoyed it, and their musicians as well. Yeah. But nobody was like asking for us to do a night, and then I was busy. I was working on I was working on shows. I was doing different things. Yeah. And um. And and whenever I went to the restaurant, yeah, David would be like, "When are we doing that choir thing again?" And it took me uh-huh. two years to uh-huh. not be to have it lock in for me and go, "Oh, maybe we should try it," you know. Um, so it again could have not happened, right? Right. It's like you never right. know. Right. You just never know. Um, like if you don't have bandwidth for something, or you're just not thinking about it, or you know, it's, it's just been a very organic. It seems like kind of growth though with this project. Yeah, you're you're now going to like London. You're now touring it internationally. Yeah, um, what's that been like for you? Well, we were in London, Berlin, and Hamburg uh-huh. uh, in fall of last year. Okay, um, those were shows that were supposed to happen in in twenty in April of twenty twenty. Yeah, um, um, you're back with a vengeance, then, eh? Well, we we are kind of busy yeah. again, which is a really yeah, nice good. feeling. We just, I just good. got back from Vancouver, where we did a night with Patton Oswalt. Oh, the, I saw uh, that. The, Amazing. The, the Amazing. Amazing. Uh, it was amazing, uh, incredible on so amazing. many levels. First time we'd ever done anything with a quote unquote, unquote non singer. Well, a quote um, unquote. I mean, yeah, that's you know, great. And um, but you know, we've been to Greece a couple times, like Athens at a festival. Uh, wow. Um, uh, Summer Nostos festival. We've been to Brazil twice for for a couple gigs Crazy. that were not public gigs, but they were okay. events. Um, okay. Well, actually, one of them was public in a in a, in a mall in São Paulo. Oh wow! Um, singing with a little help from my friends, it was. Oh my god! I was in the washroom of this mall, and I, I they were running ads for the for the event, and like in Portuguese. What magic! I was, what magic? I was hearing like choir, choir, choir in the bathroom of a mall. So it was so funny. Classic, classic. What's 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 so fun to do shows, especially yeah. in countries where English is not the, the yeah. primary language, yeah, yeah. is yeah. is hearing how they say certain words, you right. know, um, and how they get their mouths around certain right. words, right. and it's always a little bit different. Right. And then culturally, yeah. it's like, what do they respond to? What music has hit them the hardest? What you know, things that we take for granted, you right. know, like in 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 Athens. You know, we'll sing, you know, um, Leaving Him on a Jet Plane, because that's a mm-hmm. song in North America that mm-hmm. a lot of people have a connection to, whether they <laughs> want to or not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, it's a song you kick out. It's like sort of like an ultimate campfire song. And, right. and people generally know it. Uh, in Athens, like, nobody knew it. Yeah. So David started singing Nothing Else Matters by Metallica, oh. and everybody started singing along. Oh. It was just really awesome. There's the improv. There's, so you even go oh. on stage sometimes and go, yeah, this song isn't, isn't clicking. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll do whatever it takes. Like okay. um, in Germany, that's cool. Uh, what we found was that the crowd was like, they were laughing and really enjoying everything. Yeah. But the second we stopped talking, they just got silent. Like it yeah. was just, uh, and it yeah. made you feel like you were doing something wrong, yeah. like they were mad or yeah. you know not interested. Yeah. yeah. And I, and then at one point, I just I just had this I just had this epiphany. I was like, and into the mic, I was just like, oh, you guys just love being told what to do. And they all just nodded, ah, and it's a little bit whoa. like scary to be yeah. in Germany and you like actually and figure, tell yeah, Germans right, that right, they right, like, right. They love being told what to do, right? right? But then they're right, like, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So I just started like telling them what to do. Oh my god! Like, at every second of the thing, yeah. And I was like, all right, face each other. Okay, now sing at each other. Now dance towards each other. And then and then they were like, so you you leaned into that? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah well, yeah, we'll yeah, lean yeah. into anything. Yeah, yeah. Both David and I will will yeah. will pick up on something and and have to run with it because that's the whole show. It's very cool that it's a it's 
the two of you. It's just, I mean, it's such a simple, conceptually, it's like such a great elevator pitch. When, when, what is the elevator pitch? We're going to teach one song to a, to a room full of people who like to sing or maybe don't even sing. Is that it? When we first started doing Toronto Nights. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, well, the Toronto Nights were one song. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, when, we, when we first started touring outside of Toronto, that's what we were, what we were doing. So we're in Portland at the yeah. Aladdin Theater. Yeah. You know, a huge number at the time came out to see us with 400 people. We were like, yeah. wow. Yeah. Like, we're on the other side of, 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 of well, not the planet, but just like the country. Yeah. yeah. And, and in a different country, and this many people showed up. That, isn't yeah. that great? And we were doing, I can't remember what song it was. I think it was Hallelujah. Okay. And it was like, it was like, people were like, why are we singing this song again? Like, we sang through it once. And, then right. we were, right. and so they weren't, they, they were not really into the idea right. of singing the song. Because it takes a lot of time to teach full arrangements to one pop right. song, right? Right. And so our touring show has evolved into a lot of songs. Okay. Like, okay. we're doing a new, okay. new sh- a show we call cool. the Epic... George Harrison sing along. We're doing it okay. in Chicago this okay. Friday. We're doing okay. we're doing two shows in one night. Amazing. And Amazing. we've never done we've never done it before. And I just David and I have been planning, you know, sort of like plotting it out. Yeah. We're gonna sing about ten songs. You okay. know, okay. we're gonna dive at the at sort okay. of back half of this of, of the show. We're gonna dive into a song and do full harmonies. And it's not it's not like you're looking for polish, so you can get away with doing ten tunes. It's the experience, right? It's the experience. We'll do snippets yeah, of songs, okay, not okay. full, not ten full okay, songs, okay. Um, to to leave time to That's do so arrangements, yeah. and then those snippets might have a little bit of of harmony, uh, yeah. or some kind of counter melody or something. But not every single one. Some of them will be unison because sometimes yeah. unison is great. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, we're going for a high quality sonically like we're, right. we're hoping right. for it and we will push people you're setting for the bar it. for people to, to we like have high expectations yes yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes and yes. and and we're often surprised at how good it is but um got you, got you, like got you. we're not just like oh whatever like you know we're t- good we're, enough we're, right yeah yeah, yeah. We, we tell people often to try harder you love, know? It, like, love it love because, it because you know it's it's like we're trying to make it sound good where do you want to go with this project what do, what do you think like I, I like the fact that it's grown into like a, a whole night of like ten tunes mm-hmm. celebrating one artist. That's yeah. You should come. We're doing a show at Massey Hall on May twenty sixth. So consider me there. I will be around. Come. Yeah. Um, and um, where do, where do I see choir? Yeah, like you know, you've been doing it now twelve years. So back to rejection. Um, <laughs> <laughs> please, please. So you know, I come from TV. That's where I started, and then I I I, I stopped doing TV. It just it sort of naturally stopped happening. Yeah, I got very lucky for twenty years or fifteen years, okay. whatever it was. Okay. Um, but TV is hard, and it's gotten even harder. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. very conservative, and um, hmm. and so I, but then like when you started when I started when we started doing choir choir choir. A lot of producers were like, hey, let's talk about a TV show, you know? Damn. And so we were in development with CBC okay. uh, before the pandemic. Okay. And we were headed for production. Okay. Like it was going to happen. Yeah. And then the world fell apart. And then, yeah. t- you know, TV is a lot of things. And like most things, it's timing. Yeah. And then when we came out of the pandemic, it just wasn't. It wasn't going to happen with them. So, wow. so th- that's where we're at now. And wow. we've been putting it out. And it's really hard to sell a television show. Like, I've been so lucky, but it's really, really hard. So I, I would love 
And but you have the pitch concept of what it would be still. Yeah, we've like, got the that... pitch concept. We've got like fifteen pitch concepts. I mean, it's like the show could be so many different things. Interesting. You know? Interesting. Um, uh, but I don't know. I feel like I feel like we've got a great show yeah. that we could I'm do. I'm excited to, to see it go elsewhere, if not CBC, right? Like that's yeah. Oh no, that's for sure. Exciting too. We've been like pitching it elsewhere. That prospect, right? And, yeah. and I feel like great. This this show could be a great thing um, if it works. I'm yeah, not. Yeah. It's, it's not like you're not going to force it. No, right? it can't be forced. And okay. and I okay. hope I hope to see it do that. And then oh, wow. and then if if let's say something happens with it on television, yeah. Then you know, choir has been all about uh, unrealistic dreams. You know, once you realize you have something and you're like, okay, yeah. let's shoot for something. Yeah. So I I want to see choir on Broadway. Wow. Even though Broad, even though Broadway is falling apart, it sounds like um, okay. just like everyone's been struggling. I think you okay. know. Um, hmm. I would love to see it like that. And wow, um, that's cool. I uh, love like this. a big ass show. You really dream big. Well, I, I mean, love it. It's I don't know. Like it's it, it either happens or it doesn't. Yeah, it's yeah. probably not going to happen. But it's kind of fun to you're, to. you're putting it out there. You're putting it out there. Choir's yeah. been this thing where you know something amazing happens, and we're like, how do we top that? And then another yeah. amazing thing. Yeah, happens. I see it. That's and what then, I'm getting at. You know, yeah, yes. So it's kind of putting your. Like, it's having intentions, setting yeah. intentions, yeah. and yeah. it's yeah. also just like um, letting randomness come into the. Play. Do you do anything special on that end with setting intentions, or um, I'm trying to get like uh, hoity-toity. I burn incense, but that's just because I like the smell. Okay. Um, Perfect. Like, in, like you know, do, do I go to a special place? You mean, and like, I don't know, and like do the wish tree, like the Oklahoma wish tree. Yeah, I'm just thinking thing. of like, this is industry tactics you're sharing with young learner learners of any age. Yeah. How do you realize those dreams? You know, I mean, I don't want to get like I I know like I I think of it. I I, I know that's kind no, of like, no. I I think that's kind I, of I don't know, maybe like, bogus, I, but I don't maybe it's not. Maybe it's I not. I don't know if you know if I was really I. I feel like we're, for us, it's about about keep on doing our shows, keep on um, yeah. expanding, yeah. you know, our 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 where our destinations and 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 building audiences. Like right now, and the so, experience, yeah, from Patton Oswalt last week. So this is cool. It's yeah. really cool. But like we're we're heading, as you said, to Ireland and the UK for yeah. our first tour of that yeah. area. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like. Um, it's going to be very humbling because it's going to be, you know, it's challenging. Certain cities are going to sell well, certain ones are right. not going to. And these are right, big right, venues, like right, right. a thousand to twelve hundred right. seaters. Wow, you know, wow, it's wow. like it's a big, cool. it's a big reach. Yeah, and yeah. so, like, let's try to do that. Let's try to yeah. do other markets yeah. and other places, and yeah. try to. Yeah. And then you meet people along the way. Like maybe we do the Edinburgh uh, Film uh, Fringe, Fringe Festival yeah. in August um, okay. to meet more people. I think yeah. it's a lot yeah. about. I've been also. I've always been very socially elastic and, and and like around all over the place, meeting people, for creatively elastic. Well, creatively elastic, but like like I'm very social. I'm actually yeah. trying to be less social because it, there you uh, go. It Here we crazy. go. But um, okay. it's it's kind of like I've always been into meeting people. Yeah, and then you never know. What, what that could turn into, yep. you know? Like, yeah, that's uh, the magic. We, we did a sh- the David Byrne show we did in New York at the Public Theater. Yeah. There was a guy there um, who actually was a, a magician who had gotten into perf- uh, a curating, uh, t- taking his network of street performers and mm. of people of his ilk. He'd mm. been on The Tonight Show as a, oh, as a magician. Yeah, yeah. And then he had ended up, started becoming a programmer at this Summer Nosos Festival in Athens. That's how we ended up in Greece. It was just like, Connect with Being dots. open, yeah, I think, and yeah. with no expectations, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and just doing your thing and getting, you know, practicing your thing. Um, 
that's in, in terms of like the industry yeah. tactics sort of side of things is just being open to things and and then realizing that that I don't know just like sometimes things happen sometimes things don't I think that I, I definitely work with people that I like you know and simple rule you know it's like it's like because uh, yeah. you know what, what is it we have 4,000 weeks on the planet is that the new th the new buzz book is uh, like four thousand weeks i know i can't sounds, handle it sounds, i can't handle it right sounds too small. It's, it's terrible right but it's like it's supposed to like freak you out so you buy the book and then you enrich your life Ugh. but i know i hate it um but but yeah, know, i hear you but this idea that like yeah. you know you might as well you have can. fun doing what yeah. you're doing yeah man. like why should you yeah. not have fun working yeah. you know yeah. like yeah i know i'm lucky but you know well, let's let's hear some mr nobu to go out what do you want to play I don't know. What do you want to play? I mean, I don't know. Let's play. Um, let's play something from the the last record, Tavi. Can you talk about that a little bit? What would you like to know? Um, was it made with the same producer? That no. You're working with so, now? so I worked with uh, my very old friend Rob Benvy, okay. who uh, very early days was. And he's an author. He's yeah. uh, an, an amazing author, amazing musician. He's yeah, yeah. A yeah. Script writer. Um, He's, he's incredible. Um, I mm -hmm. met him back in Halifax days. He was in a band called Thrush Hermit in the 90s. I remember them. Uh, yeah, incredible. sure. Incredible. I'd heard, okay. first heard of them when they were, they were assigned in high school or something like that yeah. to a major label. Um, and then awesome. and then Rob and Ian McGettigan, also from that band, mm -hmm. they ended up producing the Rick of the Skins record. Oh, and then, and then, small And then joining world. the band. Small and then Rob, really? and I, Rob and I, yeah, we did a lot of live shows together. Okay. And then um, we kind of have a mutual appreciation society. I love, I his, love I your love musical music. families or your yeah. artistic families. This is great. Yeah, and then and then I I convinced him to produce my record. Wow. And and then he um, uh, was too busy slash refused to record the uh, to produce the next one, the most okay. recent one. Okay. Because he's got like five million projects on. Yeah. He sure. did agree that if it was a Rocky themed record, that he would consider it. Which and I consider Rocky to be the best film franchise of all time, which is another podcast. But okay. like. Um, but I, well, I want to tell you the story, like just one more time, and maybe you can edit in earlier okay. with the rejection thing. No, I was going to ask you for it. Yes, okay. exactly. Let, we're going to set up. Uh, okay. What tune from? The, okay. we'll, we'll go out on okay. that tune, but I okay. want to hear this story before we go out. Okay. So, um, please, I, thank you. I, as a as a as a younger um, actor, um, I was on the road making a TV show, and yeah. I, I, the, Vincenzo Natale, he's a filmmaker. From Toronto, who uh, made Cube many years ago? Okay, I uh, remember it was that. A yeah, big hit of a film, and yeah, he was making yeah, yeah. a new film, and it was starring Sarah Pauly and Adrian Brody. Wow! And I auditioned to be—I think his name was Yuji, a okay. Japanese dreadlocked Japanese guy who was the the front desk worker at a at a bio lab. Okay, right. And um, I auditioned it, a video wow. audition, while I was on the yeah. road, and I got the part. Oh. And it was like the I can't remember. I think the DOP had shot Amelie. Like wow. it was like heavy duty people because wow. Vincenzo is a is a heavy duty guy. Yeah. Yeah. And um and Sarah Pauly and Adrian Brody. Like I was just I've always admired Sarah yeah. Pauly and like yeah. Adrian Brody was uh, you know I, I was less I didn't know him as well but he was you know a yeah. very talented guy. Sure, sure. And so I show up. I think it was in Hamilton and it's the middle of winter. It's the first day of the shoot, and I'm nervous as hell. Like I just. I, I don't spend a lot of time as an actor on film sets, mm. and I and then what you realize is that you know everything's figured out in the moment, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so the blocking and like where the camera's going to be, like you you think that the script is something that is like you know Sacred. possible, but it's, like, yeah, it's yeah. not. Like yeah. you got it, it's it's awkward. Actors figure it out. They figure out how to work with the script and, mm. and physical bringing physical movement into it. And that's that interesting. Stuff. And yeah. so I'm sitting there like like 
deer in the headlights, like just as Sarah and Adrian are just like, I'll do this, you do that, do this, and, you know, it's like being really alpha and taking, you know, just doing their craft. Right? Owning it, yeah. And like, I'm just like, like freaked out and like, just like, oh my God, just trying to keep pace with it all. And I, you know, I wasn't that great. And, and then I go back to the trailer and I wait and I wait and I have a couple more scenes to shoot and I wait and I wait and I wait and it's like five hours later and then they're like, oh, you can go home. We, you know, we got behind and we've had to cut a, a few scenes. And so I leave feeling pretty bad about myself because yeah. I just yeah. didn't show up in the best way possible. Uh, okay. And then, wow. and then, but whatever, I did it. I did the gig. I, yeah. got, I got paid. I got to hang out and meet yeah. all these amazing people and be in such a, a professional environment in this different type of role than what I'm used to. And, uh, but then like, and then on set, Vincenzo said to me, he's like, he's like, here it is, first day of shooting, you know, I lost so many other characters, but UG survived, you know, it's like, we got him in there, like you're here, right? And then, of course, like five months later, I got a, a very kind phone call from Vincenzo. He's like, hey man, just want you to know, like, we yeah. had to cut UG from the film, oh. right? So it's like, even when you've been accepted, oh. you still get rejected, right? So it's like- My and, heart and breaks to hear this. It hurt, but at yeah. the same time, like, I get it, like, yeah, you know, it's like there's no, nice there's no, it. there's, there's, it's just like, you just, you just got to do it and you do your best. It and is then, the creative process, even if it gets cut to the, on the, uh, on the cutting room floor. Right, so no still, matter how good things feel yeah, it, or bad, I mean, it didn't feel great in the day, but just yeah. like, yeah, it's like, it's really only when things are in the rear view mirror, can you truly celebrate them? You're like, oh, wow, that happened. Like you can exhale, you know? That's beautiful. What 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 does that feel like? It cues to in terms of uh, sad music to go out on. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you want to play from the Tavi record? I don't know. I mean, like honestly, what 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 is there? Do, is there? Is there a let's track? do the opening track. I love okay. it. I love it. It's, it's not sad, but it's it's a song it, it, for my father. So it's kind of full oh, circle in some ways. It was isn't that nice? I wrote it ten years after he died. Wow. And um, you know the 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 back cover of the record. Well, actually, both mm. sides of the record are. Mm -hmm. You know, my hand is coming out of the water with yeah. my glasses. Yeah, and that. So my father was the mayor of the beach. Like rain or shine, my father was at the beach. Like okay. he he was okay. not a great advertisement for. I mean, he didn't die of skin cancer, but like okay. you know, he could have. You know, like yeah. the, the amount he tanned. You know, yeah. um, and um, and so that I was sitting in the water exactly where he would have seen my hand go up with oh. my glasses. And um, and the back cover is also in oh. right near my cottage. And and um, and mm. it was all about, um, you know, it's kind of more like a chant, that song. And mm. it's just like summoning mm. him on some level and and the fact that he's still with me and, and mm. you know, that I'm still wanting him to see me, you know, and um, and thankful for um, bringing mm. us to this island that has been the source of such positivity for me. This is best of me. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
backwards I see you approach Life is a hazy dream You're more than a ghost to me I didn't get the chance to say goodbye Time stole you away Your words hang right where you left them And they dance in my head most every day Your stare is a rebel You turn the tables Don't know what I turned into You had the vision In Highland tradition And we ran along with you Why would we argue That was Best of Me from his solo record, Tavi. That was Nobu Edelman and his Mr. Nobu project. Thanks again, Nobu, for coming on the podcast. And uh, I hope to see you around at some of my live shows. Go to FriendlyRich.com to learn more about what I'm up to and check out the new record uh, if you haven't already. I want to thank our friends at CFRU in Guelph for syndicating the show. Thank you for your support of Industry Tactics. And we'll see you again next time with another amazing special guest. Bye for now.